Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let me tell you a secret. I have remained on my own for the past 10 years or so. I may have had a girlfriend here and there, but I mostly remained alone in my apartment for all this time. No friend, no contact. Yet I had no idea that this would put the conditions for a life that I never imagined possible. For 10 years, I've worked hard, not taking a holiday, remaining alone with my computer, trying to hustle and make it. I eventually became close to a millionaire and I bought my own apartment. It's a beautiful one and one of the best in the city. By a matter of fact, I turned out to be a very successful and rich guy, but I lacked major social skills. Also, I was extremely introverted, so much so that when I was out, I'd be invisible, or I wished to be invisible. Does that feel relatable? On a rainy night, I felt so exhausted that it seemed like I hadn't slept for a week, but still, I couldn't find sleep. I perked up as I heard a scratchy noise at the door. I stood up and ran towards it, wondering if I was getting robbed. I was stunned to see a letter laying there on the ground. Someone had slipped me a message. I took it and opened it with defiance. I read in small letters, Thank you for saving my life yesterday. Let me know what I can do to thank you. My name is Elsa, by the way. You didn't ask. Your neighbor. I didn't remember last night. I had a blackout around 11 p.m. and thought I had fallen asleep. My neighbor? I have only one neighbor on my floor. I live in a premium condominium with very few and I heard very influential people. I had never met her. I opened the door and went to my neighbor's. Knock, knock. The door opened to a small blonde woman of about 28 years old. She looked at me like I was a hero. I received a strange letter under my door. Did you get one like this by any chance? Now, I know you were courageous, but I had no idea you also had a great sense of humor. Please come in. Let me get you some tea. You look terrible. Thanks, I guess, but I still don't know where this comes from. She drug me inside and started to prepare a cup. I told her I couldn't remember anything of the events, and she had a hard time believing me. Apparently, I was out in the middle of the night when she got bothered by a bunch of strange-looking fellows. I appeared out of nowhere, like the Black Knight, and kicked everyone's ass. She almost didn't have time to see who saved her, but she somehow recognized me. She told me I didn't tell her a word and disappeared into the darkness. I asked her how she recognized me, and she admitted that she had been stalking me in the past by pure curiosity of who was living next to her. She had spotted my tattoo on the back of my neck. I couldn't believe it, so it was me. 
I was so shocked that I had to leave her apartment, otherwise I'd go through a panic attack. I left the building and went to the closest club to unwind. As I sat there at the bar drinking some ice-cold water to try and refresh my mind, I couldn't help but to address the woman next to me. I hadn't done this in years. Hey ma'am, how are you doing tonight? Get out of my face, you loser. Actually, I wanted to let you know you have lipstick on your teeth. You may want to give it a look. She looked at me in shame and ran to the bathroom. I had a smirk on my face and was about to reach for my water when a girl on the left just sat and ordered the same water as me. So we're drink buddies tonight. Ready for a wild night? I held my water up in the sky and toasted my new friend. Right. I need to recover from last night, and it's the only place that lets me cure my insomnia. By the way, what did you tell this girl that ran away from you as if you were a ghost? Oh, I told her she wasn't up to my standard, and now look at her. She's staring at us from afar with her friends. I can see that. What do you have going on that's so attractive? I was about to answer when my neighbor popped in the conversation from behind me. He's a hero. He saved my life. I was in shock to hear that, but my surprise only grew when she started depicting the mysterious events out loud in the club. The girl at the bar was now in absolute admiration over me, and my neighbor just looked jealous about us being together at the bar. Elsa sat between the two of us and turned to my water buddy. So, what else do you have going on in your life, besides your looks? Elsa, your face is too kind for such mean words. You're right. She's so perfect. She should fly in the sunshine like an angel, and eventually burn her wings. Alrighty then, I'm gonna head out before this degenerates into a catfight. Ladies, please enjoy your night without me. I headed out to the door under the upset look of the two girls when a girl screamed at me. Hey, you! I didn't have lipstick on my teeth, so you owe me an apology. For this, I'll take your name and your number. Call me Big Papa. That's how I left. I felt strange, like a new version of myself had appeared overnight since Elsa told me about the event I can't recall. I'm having a secret life, one that's hidden even from myself. I came back home and without having a time to reflect on what happened, I fell asleep from utter exhaustion. I woke up the day after at 5pm. I really needed that break. As a lot of us do, the first thing I do in my morning is to check my phone. There were messages from an unknown number. Big Papa, it was great that you came back for us at the bar yesterday. We're excited to meet you today for the coffee you promised. Attached to the message was a picture of myself surrounded with beautiful girls in a club I never recall stepping foot into. So I did it again. I stood up and knocked on Elsa's door. Elsa, open up. I need to talk right now. Elsa slowly opened the door. Hey, you scared me. What's going on? What do you mean, what's going on? What happened yesterday? Nothing. I went to sleep soon after you left the bar. Then I saw you from afar on my way back. But you didn't notice me and walked straight past at a fast rate. It seems like I went back to the club, but I was sleepwalking again. I showed her my phone with the messages and picture. She was stunned and looked amazed at me. The city's hero was out again. What if I'm also a villain? You don't look like one. She dragged me in her apartment, looked at me, and declared... I wanted to thank you. I know you have money and you don't need much, but what can I do for you? Oh, uh, thanks. Nothing really. Maybe just help me understand what's wrong with me. Okay. Actually, I already thought about it. I'm calling my security team. They will install cameras all over your place. Also, take this. It's a tracker to keep around your wrist. It'll track your every movement and also your brainwaves. It's an advanced tech. This way, I'll be able to check in on you and see how far you're going. How do you feel? Tired. Okay, sleep on my couch. Meanwhile, my teams will install the security devices. When I woke up, I actually felt rested. 
Could it be that my neighbor's presence was calming me down and impeaching me to live through my sleep? I got back to my apartment, but I couldn't see cameras. Elsa told me they installed the latest tech. Surely this means micro cameras have been distributed everywhere. So my really pretty neighbor was now stalking me with several cameras. What other madness could happen? I had no idea. I was exhausted and I closed my eyes to fall asleep. A moment later, I opened them. I was on a plane. My neighbor was sitting next to me in first class. I looked at her in panic. What's going on here? Oh, so you're awake. Good morning. Turns out you didn't sleep at all. A few minutes after your bedtime, you suddenly got up and got dressed and headed out to the airport. I followed you with a cab and hopped in the same plane as you. And we are now on the way to Italy. Italy? But why? Only time will tell. Long story short, it turns out that my subconscious told me to go to Italy because my family was living there. With the help of Elsa, I was able to find my true origins. Not only that, I actually arrived in time to save my parents from being robbed by the Southern Italian Mafia. I probably saved their life this very day. Now I am living with Elsa and my family in the very southern part of Italy. Turns out my grandfather also was in the Italian mob. Therefore, I was automatically admitted inside of it. And they do want to make me the leader of it. I'm Henry, and when I was a little boy, I realized I wanted a different life from what I knew. I was sick of all the rules. Every morning, a maid would wake me up by throwing all the curtains wide open. I needed to be at the breakfast table with my parents at 7.30 on the dot. I would get driven to Eton, and there I'd have a private tutoring session. The only thing I looked forward to at school were my friends. At around lunchtime, we'd eat together, and then I got to join in on our classes for the afternoon. I know some people don't like boarding schools, but I wish my parents would let me board instead of driving every day. I wanted freedom, I guess. A lot of people talk about it like it was some sort of magical thing. I never knew what that was like. My every move has been watched by people my whole life. From the moment I came into this world, the media, the country, the whole world even. I just wanted a normal life. I fantasized about having a normal high school experience, like what you see in those Hollywood movies. So, with the help of my friends, I ran away. They climbed up to my window and busted me out of the palace. Jude drove us to a private hangar and they put a disguise on me. Jude handed a wad of cash to his dad's pilot. I hugged all three of them and said my goodbyes. And just like that, I was in the air and on my way to Los Angeles to live out the life I'd always dreamed of. The first thing I saw when we landed was my face on the front page of every newspaper. Prince goes missing, the headlines said. Lucas arranged the place I would stay at. It was lucky that his family had a mansion there and they rarely visited it. Paul helped me too. He hacked into the U.S. government sites and faked my identity. He sent me a fake ID, a fake passport, and opened a bank account for me to which he transferred my money. He enrolled me into a high school nearby, and that very next Monday, I started my dream life. Everyone was excited about the kid who was transferring in the middle of sophomore year, and I made a bunch of friends. They were all curious about the accent. I got a job at a car wash. I knew I had to sell the idea that I was just a normal kid, and I didn't want anyone suspecting that I was rich. I rode a bike to school and never invited anyone to the house. I joined the rugby team, and that's where I met Damien. I had a bad feeling about him from the moment we met, and that was immediately confirmed when during tryouts he never even needed to play. I just saw his dad talking to the coach and he was immediately accepted. Not only that, he became the captain. The rookie got promoted on his first day. 
It was unbelievable. I started dating a girl who sat behind me in Spanish. Her name was Laura, and I guess, for some reason, Damien considered me his rival. Probably because, even though he was the rugby captain, he was the worst player we had. And I was the best. Yo, introduce me to that girl you're seeing, and I'm gonna bench you the whole season. No thanks. Find your own girlfriend. <laughs> I don't like her, and I just want to see you squirm. Bugger off, Damien. Or what? What if I tell everyone your little secret, your majesty? It's your royal highness, you ignorant... Wait, what? Oh, yeah, I know all about you. I read the news, and your disguise is awful. Now give me your girl's number, or I'll ruin your little vacation. One phone call, and your family will come scoop you up and take you back to where you belong. I had no choice, and I guess it turned out to be the right move. Because as soon as Laura found out that Damien was rich, she jumped ship like I was the Titanic, and she showed her true colors. I asked her to talk about it, but she dumped me in a text, told me she couldn't meet up because she had a family thing. Come to find out, she was at the same Halloween party as I was that very same night. Only, she had a date. Damien. Unsurprisingly, I was furious. Don't act so surprised, Henry. Did you really think I'd stay with you now that I know Damien wants me? You're literally penniless, an orphan, and you have a weird accent. Nobody really bothered with how I sounded until then. But when Laura said it, everyone laughed. And from that moment on, the kids at school would just chuckle every time I talked. They would imitate me, and they were bad imitations too. They spoke like chavs and not in the same accent as royalty like me would have. But I didn't want to stick out even more than I already did, so I just kept my head down and laughed it off. I wanted to live this life. I wanted the American high school experience that I saw in the movies. But when Damien took it too far, I had no other choice but to reveal who I was. We went to a lake for camp that year, and weird things kept happening. Kids complained that their stuff kept going missing, and it wasn't just small things either. One kid had a laptop stolen, another had her earrings taken from her while she was sleeping. About ten other kids got their phones stolen. Damien, with the help of my ex, spread rumors that I was the one taking the other kid's stuff during summer camp. He's the only poor one here. He works at a car wash. He clearly needs the money. Yeah, Damien's right. I couldn't just let it stand anymore. Why would I need your silly trinkets? I'm literally a prince. <laughs> He's delusional now too. Stop spewing nonsense and give us back what you stole or we'll call the cops. I'm Prince Henry. You have the internet. Google me. Everyone laughed at me and called me loopy. Damien knew the truth, and he just kept lying and lying. I couldn't hold it in anymore. I lunged at him. We tussled and rolled around on the forest floor. You lying scumbag! Tell them! Tell them you know it's true! You cheat, you lie, and you manipulate my girlfriend to be with you, even though you don't even like her! What? Liar! Laura joined in on the scrap. She started pulling me away from Damien, and the crowd was closing in on me, demanding me to cough up their stuff that I didn't have. Enough! I thought I was hearing things. I thought I'd somehow teleported home. But when I looked up, it was really them. Jude, Lucas, and Paul were looking down at me, parting the crowd and reaching down to help me off the ground. How dare you treat a prince like this? Yeah, if we weren't in America, you lot would be charged with treason. What? Why are you here? 
We've got holidays too, mate, and what better way to spend them than to join you on your little adventure? I finally took my disguise off, and everyone gasped. They realized I wasn't lying. For some odd reason, people started bowing. Some curtsied. It was very weird. And at that perfect moment, Damien's bag burst. It must have torn from when we were rolling around in the dirt. And ten phones, a pair of earrings, and a few laptops were spewed everywhere. Even I was shocked. All along, it was him. The parents were called, but after scolding Damien for what he did, they didn't press charges. It was all thanks to his dad. He knelt in front of the parents and begged them not to ruin his son's future. It turns out they weren't rich anymore. The dad had lost all their money in a pyramid scheme, and Damien was determined to keep up appearances so he would regularly steal and shoplift. The moment we heard that, Laura immediately broke up with him and came running back to me. But I rejected her, but she kept showing up at the mansion. One day, she managed to break in and found me, Lucas, Paul, and Jude lounging at the pool with all the popular girls, who now wanted to date my friends and me. I... I'm sorry. It's all my fault. I was blinded by his promises, and I thought he was rich. Ah, a gold digger who admits it. Ha <laughs> ha, that's rare. You should defo get back with her. Okay, on one condition. Do everything I tell you. As you can see, this house is huge, and I'm gonna need a maid. Say that again. Your voice is music to my ears. And you said my accent was weird. What? No. No, your accent isn't weird. I love your accent. All right, go fetch me a bottle of water. Chop, chop. She ran faster than I'd ever seen anyone do so. And when she returned, she was carrying a bucket of ice, from which she fished out several brands of the fanciest of bottled waters. I made her clean the house for an entire week. I made her cook me breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I made her walk my dogs, and she did all of that with a smile. But I knew her real motives. She thought she could land a prince and become a duchess. That's all she was after. So, after I'd punished her thoroughly, I locked her out of the mansion. I stationed 20 guards to make sure she never broke in again. I posted photos of her desperately waving at me from outside the gate. She became a laughingstock. The most satisfying thing was having celebrities over and dating a movie star while Laura watched from afar. The life she could have had if she wasn't so obsessed with fame and fortune. I did fall in love during my time in America. She was a simple girl from the country. She grew up on a farm and had no evil ambitions. Her name was Stacy, and when she and her family visited me at Lucas's mansion, I made sure I kissed her as Laura watched, and I saw the hope in her eyes fade as she regretted every decision she made. My name is Alan. I have a wife and two young daughters. I'm just an ordinary man who has a boring office job. But what I'm about to tell you is something incredible. For this story, I need you to open your mind as much as you can. I won't judge you if you don't believe me. To tell you the truth, if my family hadn't gone through what I have, I wouldn't believe myself either. It all started when we moved into this house where my parents had lived all their lives. My mother had recently passed away and the house was uninhabited. We decided that what she would have wanted was for us to live there, to fill the house with new and beautiful memories with her granddaughters. 
What we didn't know was that we were not going to be alone. At first, we only heard strange noises in the house. The children were telling me that they saw people walking around at night, that the doors would open and close by themselves, or that the doorbell would ring by itself. I can't deny the noises, but the kids had never lived in a big house, so the rest was probably a product of their imagination. After a while, even I couldn't deny what was happening. Doors opened and closed on their own without the slightest drop of air running through the house. The faucets opened and some rooms were freezing in the middle of summer. All this would have been enough for me to leave except for one detail. I was sure that the presence that inhabited the house was my mother. At first, I was afraid, but eventually I began to hear someone humming a familiar song. It was the same one my mother used to sing to me when I was little. My family didn't seem very convinced of this, but I convinced them by making them see what was going on in the house had never hurt any of us in any way. Everything was fine for a while. We tried to get used to what was going on, but things started to get worse. Some dishes started flying dangerously against us. The kids felt constantly watched, and even I started to get a strange feeling that something bad was going to happen. Was my mom mad about something? Or was there something else in the house? We had only one way to find out. Ask her. The day we chose to do it was Halloween, since that was the night when all the spirits are most active and all the paranormal activity increases. We bought an Ouija board with my wife and no one looked at us worried. Apparently, everyone bought them for this date. When the night came, the girls went to a friend's house to spend the night and ask for candy. So the house was only for me, my wife, and my brother who proposed to help us with the process. Playing with the Ouija board on Halloween. How fitting, right? Make one more joke and I'll go trick-or-treating with the girls. <laughs> Mothers-in-law are really scary, aren't they? <laughs> Without further words, we started to play. We started asking her simple questions like if there was someone on the other side or if she lives with us in the house. But when we asked her if she was my mother, the board went to no and the mood changed immediately. Alan, it said no. Is my mother with you? Can we talk to her? Alan, I don't like this. We should get going. What do you want from us? B. L. O. Oh. D. Before I could say anything, the board shook much harder and suddenly it launched itself at me. To hell with saying goodbye! Let's go! My brother screamed in terror as we all started to run. The house began to shake and all the paintings fell down. We reached the exit door and everyone ran to the car, but I stopped. Behind me, I heard my mother humming the lullaby. Alan, what the hell are you doing? Let's go! No, I have to check to see if I see my mom. Wait for me! I promise I'll be right back! Just let it be! That is not mom! Without hearing them yelling at me to come back, I went back into the house. Maybe it sounds crazy. Hell, it was probably crazy. But I wanted to hold on to the slim chance of seeing her again one last time. I went into the room where we played Ouija and the light in the next room, the kitchen, began to flicker. I stood in the dining room, looking at her, and there she was. My mom, upon seeing me, stopped humming the song 
I was about to hug her, but I felt something strange that prevented me from going. But at the same time, my body was totally paralyzed, and I could only stand there looking at her. She never was, just something that played with me from the beginning. I got in the car crying, and as Cheryl was scolding me, I looked at the window of the house, and standing in it was my mother standing there, greeting me with a huge smile. Her eyes and mouth were cooked as she finished waving at me. Her face was shaking, like the monster I had seen in the kitchen. Several months passed since everything happened. After my brother put us up in his house, we were able to raise the money to move out on our own again. We did not suffer any paranormal event again, nor did we try to sell that house. We do not wish that nightmare on anyone else. From now on, no more ghosts. I will only spend time with my wife and daughters. It's what my mother would have wanted. You mean blood? What the you want? <laughs> Hello, man. Oh, my God, Toby! <laughs> Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the video. If so, please leave a like. And also, a small percentage of people that watch my videos are actually subscribed. If you want to support this channel and make this channel reach the 1 million mark, please consider subscribing. It's free and you can change your mind later. Enjoy. This incident happened one Halloween night. Since then, I have stopped celebrating Halloween in my house. My wife and I couldn't have children of our own. Hence, we generally had a soft corner for kids. My wife, Samara, would buy lots and lots of candies before every Halloween to give to the neighborhood kids. So this one Halloween, we went to the supermarket to pick up groceries and candies. While returning home, we saw cop cars in front of our neighbor's house. Feeling curious, I stopped the car. Oh, I think something bad has happened here. So many cops here. Look, the paramedics are coming too. My wife pointed out the ambulance coming our way and I realized the gravity of the situation. A group of people were decorating the streets for Halloween, but now they were all gathered around the house watching the scene with us. Two cops came out of the house and we heard a woman's shrill cry. Oh God, my son, my poor Liam. Oh God, I want him back. I want him back, please. We saw our neighbor, Mr. Dempsey, trying his best to hold his paranoid wife. Miss Dempsey was out of control. She was screaming and crying like hell. The paramedics went in. The paramedics went in and took out a smaller boy that was wrapped in black polythene. It wasn't hard to tell from the size of the boy that it belonged to a child. The cops took away the body and Mr. and Miss Dempsey went to the paramedics. My wife and I were still standing there with no clue whatsoever. When we saw two men coming our way, I asked one of them. Excuse me, what happened here? Oh, don't ask, man. Poor Dempsey's. They lost their child before Halloween. What? Why? What happened? Uh, their seven-year-old son was playing in the basement when he accidentally locked himself inside an old cupboard. Mr. and Mrs. Dempsey were upstairs in the kitchen when they called out to their son for dinner and 
He didn't show up. They felt weird and went down to check on him. They searched the entire basement, but couldn't find him. That's horrifying. How did they find him, then? Well, Mrs. Dempsey saw a piece of blue cloth peeking out from the cupboard door. She opened it, and then found the poor, lifeless kid inside the cupboard. Samara got emotional, and I too felt extremely bad for the Dempseys. No pain in this world could surpass the pain of losing your child. We came home, and Samara didn't talk the entire afternoon. She just sat on our porch and watched the neighbors dressing up for Halloween. Once the sun went down, kids started to come out of their houses wearing all kinds of spooky costumes. They went door to door asking for candies. No matter how disheartened we were, we still got up, brought our candy bowls, and gave them to all the kids who came trick-or-treating. You know, Jonah, I just realized something today. Samara said while closing the door after distributing the last bit of candies to a group of kids. What's that, hon? It's good that we don't have kids. At least I don't have to be afraid of losing them. I just can't imagine what pain Mrs. Dempsey is going through right now. I could see her teary eyes. I hugged her and kissed her on the forehead. Come on, let's go to bed. You need to sleep. That poor kid. We went upstairs. I stood in front of the bedroom window for a while. The entire neighborhood had gone quiet by the time. All the kids were back home. Every house was glittering with lights and candles placed inside pumpkin heads, except the Dempsey's. Their house was in complete darkness. Heaving a sigh of sorrow, I went to bed too. I don't remember when I fell asleep, but suddenly, a noise woke me up. Rubbing my eyes, I got up on the bed and heard that noise again. Someone was knocking on the door. I looked at the clock. It was 2.30 in the morning. Samara was deeply asleep. I came downstairs and opened the door. To my surprise, a kid was standing on my porch. A boy wearing a blue t-shirt and white shorts. He kept his head down so I couldn't see his face. Hey kiddo, why are you out so late? Do your parents know you're here? No. The kid's voice sounded so weird to my ears. Also, the fact that he was dressed so casually startled me a bit. After all, it was Halloween and this kid was not in a costume. I asked again. Are you alright? As the kid lifted his head, I almost got a heart attack. His face was pale like a blank sheet, and his eyes were completely black, darker than the darkness. Whoa, you look pretty spooky. This was a good idea for a Halloween costume, though. I'm hungry. Can I have some candies? He opened his palm, saying this. You're a little late, buddy, but uh, let me see what I can do. Wait here, okay? The kid tilted his head to the right and just stood that way like a statue. I thought to myself that this kid not only nailed his Halloween look, but also acted scarily. I went to check the fridge and found a half-eaten chocolate bar. I grabbed it and came back to the door to give it to the kid, but he was gone. Thinking the kid had gotten inside, I quickly turned around and said, Hey, I have some chocolate for you. Take it and go home. Your parents must be worried. But the kid was nowhere to be seen. I was contemplating what just happened when I heard chuckling and running footsteps in our basement. I opened the basement door and yelled. Come out of there, kiddo. It's too late to play here. Come on, let me take you home. I can't see. It's so dark in here. Just like last time. I turned on the basement light, but shockingly, it didn't turn on. I remember very well that the light was working just fine in the afternoon, 
Thinking the kid might get scared down there, I grabbed a small flashlight and started walking down the basement stairs. Two white bed sheets were hanging on the wire at the end of the basement. As I flashed my light at the gap between those sheets, I saw the kid standing there and staring at me with a creepy big smile. Okay, time to go home now. Saying this, I walked to the bed sheets, and as I moved them to catch the kid, the hair at the back of my neck stood up. I found myself standing alone in the basement. It was as if the kid just vanished in thin air. There was no one. I repeat, no one behind those sheets. A chilling wind turned the atmosphere around me cold. That's when I heard the chuckle once again. Turning around, I now saw the kid standing right behind me. Blue veins had appeared on his pale face, and the black thick liquid was dripping down from his eyes. He snatched the chocolate bar from my hand, and I felt his touch. His hands were colder than ice. What? Who are you? I am Liam Dempsey. Can you take me home now? I think I'm lost. Can you help me? <laughs> oh my god! That's it. I don't remember after that. I fainted, and Samara found me in the basement when she came looking for me in the morning. She was surprised and kept asking me why I was sleeping on the basement floor the entire night. But I couldn't tell her what I saw. I often heard about these black-eyed kids, but it was my first time with a real one. I don't know why poor Liam turned into a black-eyed kid, but I think the fact that he died in darkness somehow made him look that way. What do you think? Do you really know how much a traumatic situation can break a child? Sometimes it's hard to admit, but my own father is a disgusting monster. When I was young, although he was never particularly fond of me, he didn't treat me bad either. On the other hand, with my sister, that man was different. Ever since Jane was born, six years after me, our father was always very close to her, pampering and overprotecting her all the time. Our mother thought she was just daddy's spoiled daughter. But two years ago, we found out what he was really doing to her at the time. Something that shouldn't be done to a child. Soon, mom denounced him, and so he left our lives. But my sister had already been very affected. As a 10-year-old girl, Jane suffered from fits of rage and was very emotionally dependent on her family. More on me than our mother. She didn't like to play with other children or leave the house. In fact, when she saw another man, she would start screaming. For two years, Jane had been receiving therapy. She had even changed her psychologist several times. But her case was progressing slowly. Still, our mom didn't want my sister to be given any kind of medication. Adam! I'm here, in the kitchen. Uh, what's going on? Why didn't you wake me up? You're having breakfast without me? Oh, chill out. Even though I asked her to, her angry expression didn't change. You were sleeping so peacefully, I, I didn't want to... Anyway, I, I prepared your food, okay? Do you like leaving me alone? You know I don't. I, I just did it to let you rest, I think. Right. I needed to rest, because today is Halloween. But you don't even like to go out. 
I'll wait all night for you to bring me my candy. <laughs> uh, it was common for me to do that on Halloween. And in fact, I like to bring her candy to make her happy. But that year, I had different plans. I'm sorry, little one, but tonight I won't be able to make it. But what about my candy? I'll buy you some tomorrow. It's not the same. What are you going to do then, huh? The truth was that, weeks ago, my best friend Billy had invited me and Emma, another friend, to a Halloween party. Are you going out with Emma? I'm going out with my friends. It'll just be this time, okay? In the evening that same day, I was ready. I had disguised myself as a skeleton. In fact, I was truly satisfied with my appearance. A short time later, I received a message from Emma. I'm outside your house, it said, since we had planned to go to Billy's Halloween party together. As I opened the front door of my house. <laughs> Looks good on you. I was going to say exactly the same. <laughs> Luckily, the abandoned house where Billy had planned to have the party wasn't too far away, but we had to cross a path through the woods. After a while, we arrived at an old building. It's pretty obvious it's here, isn't it? I mean, I can't remember the last time I heard so much noise. Oh, shut up. Let's have some fun. My friend took me by the hand, and together we ran towards the place. Arriving at the front door, she rang the bell. Soon, Billy opened it. Man, you came! Hey! Let's get to the point, Billy. Where are the drinks? Follow me! Oh. Can you check that, Adam? I'll be right back. I didn't mind helping him, so I turned and walked to the door. Huh? But there's no one... Shit! As a reflex action, I had moved away. But I went back to the door as soon as the bell rang again. What the hell? A, a fucking mask? The stranger stood still for a few seconds. Until suddenly, they launched towards the doorbell camera. Stop it already! <laughs> What's up, Adam? I thought you were going to open the door. It was a kid making a joke. If you say so. Come on, don't you want to dance with Emma? I put aside what had happened and walked over to my friend, who was already dancing in the crowd. Adam! I joined her, which really relaxed me, as moving my body to the music was quite fun. Until I saw that person again. The broken doll was now inside the house, separated from the other people. What's wrong? I think there is a child at the party. A child? <laughs> in the blink of an eye, my friend's expression changed to one of fear. Uh, Emma? When she fell to the ground, I could see that she had a knife stuck in her torso. Uh, Emma! Uh, Billy, come here! My friend came after a few seconds when the people around were realizing what was happening. Shh! What happened? I... I don't know. What the fuck are you waiting for? Call an ambulance! I took my cell phone out of one of my pants' pockets, but I couldn't concentrate. I, I can't do anything with such loud music! Well then go upstairs, genius! It didn't take me long to walk among the people until I reached the stairs of the house and went up to the second floor. I typed the emergency number and was about to call. What? The broken doll was there, coming up the stairs in an oddly wobbly way. Did you like what I did to Emma? What the? My heart started beating fast when I saw the person had a knife in their hand, so I decided to run along a hall, enter a room, and lock the door. Adam, I need you. I could barely see in there. 
What the heck? What the heck? You are there, aren't you? Get out! I need you! Is, it, is this a fucking joke? I'm calling the police! The police? What for? Forget that! I need you! Let's go for my candy together! My skin got goosebumps the moment I realized. Jane? I'm not afraid to go out anymore. I can take care of anyone who wants to hurt me. <laughs> you saw it yourself. My sister was too young to go to jail and broken enough to be sent to a mental hospital. So that's where she is now. After the attack, I did my best to apologize to Emma. But that didn't make it any better, as it had been too traumatic for everyone involved. Sometimes it's hard to admit, but I don't miss Jane. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.